Welcome to Talkless Water, the podcast that takes a deep dive with those making waves. My name is Todd Botler, and I'm your host for Talkless Water, and I'm also editor-in-chief of the Texas Water Journal and Texas Plus Water. Both publications are free. I'm in Austin today, and I'm speaking with Lori Olson, who is the executive director of the Texas Land Trust Council. You'd know that if you listen to every one of the Talk Plus Water podcasts, because <laughs> Lori was one of the first people I ever interviewed. So she is, you know, a veteran. Uh, we've got two or three now, yes. you know, uh, folks who who talked to me before, and uh, we're getting together today, uh, not to talk as much specifically about land trust, but to talk about uh, funding for land and water conservation. And so, uh, full disclosure, uh, I am, you know, was the chairman of the Texas Land Trust Council for a few years, but, but and was off of the council, but now I'm back on. And so, just want to let everybody know that and say, hello, Lori, how are you? Hi, Todd. I am good, and I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate you serving on our board of directors, and I'm glad to be a repeat guest here on the pod, so that is a fun thing. Great. Well, it's good to have you with me today to to talk about uh, this really uh, significant effort to conserve water and land in Texas. And so why don't, um, maybe the, the, the best way to start out is to just kind of tell everybody what the need is. You know, why, why are we looking at this session of the legislature as an opportunity to get uh, money for land and water conservation? Sure. So, yeah, so we've been working sort of on this issue for a while now, probably a little over a year, just sort of working to develop a coalition that's interested in this issue. And, um, you know, the, the, the state itself, I mean, the reason why we need it um, is because of our, our growth. It's been, you know, off the charts, obviously, in recent years, and there's no sign that it's going to slow down anytime soon. We've got over 1,500 new Texans coming to, to move here and live with us here in the Lone Star State every day, um, which is putting our population on track to hit over 40 million people by the year 2050. Um, we're losing our open space lands, um, our rural agricultural lands to development at the rate of over 250,000 acres a year. Um, so, you know, Texas has a lot of growth pressures on it that are just mounting and are shown no signs of slowing down. And so, you know, we feel like this, um, we have an opportunity um, with our legislature this year. Um, and we're trying to work towards a bill that would fund um, long-term and, and substantial substantial land and water conservation efforts um, for the years to come so that we can f- strike a better balance between um, our, our development and the conservation of natural resources. And one of the big opportunities this year is we have a big uh, surplus uh, that the legislature has to, to yeah. you know, play with. And so, you know, that's got uh, the, you know, land conservation community thinking about uh, funding and but other people think about funding for their absolutely you know, all, well. the, all the hands are out as you uh, as so to speak but you know there's there's a budget budget surplus which is historic obviously um, and then there's also um, a quite substantial you know amount in our rainy day fund and so we have some opportunities that you know many other states don't have so we're, we're in a looking at a pretty good financial situation and I think it's 
the timing is ripe for Texas to look at this type of investment in this um, in land and water conservation efforts. It's something that's, in my opinion, and you know the opinion of many others, um, much overdue. Texas is only one of 14 states that do not have this type of huh. um, land conservation fund okay. um, for statewide use. So, you know, we're a little behind the curve. You know, Florida has Florida Forever, and North Carolina has three separate trust funds. Alabama has Forever Wild. You know, um, Go Co. Great Outdoors Colorado. So they're all over the country. Um, okay. uh, most states have this type of fund. And so states are making these investments in land and water conservation. And, and we think Texas is in the um, financial position um, to be able to do so. And I know that, you know, in every Texan that I know loves Texas for its wide right. open spaces and its wildlife and its beautiful rivers and coast um, forests and mountains and all the things that make Texas awesome. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to help try to preserve some of those for future generations. And what what uh, our listeners who are not in Texas might not realize is that what is it? How I always wonder about this figure, but you hear about you hear it all the time. Ninety four percent of the state is mm-hmm. privately owned and private right. lands, yeah. which is you know is a much higher percentage than I think any other state. Yeah, the there's only a couple of states that have our same similar uh, percentage of lands that are in private ownership. And yeah, Texas is around 90, 95% privately owned. <clears throat> so, you know, if we're going to conserve our natural resources, obviously, you know, we are, this bill would fund all kinds of parks and open spaces, public parks, local, county, state parks, all those things. But it also seeks to fund conservation easements um, on both private lands that can help preserve um, farming and ranch lands, but also floodplains, um, wildlife habitat areas, and water resource protection. So a variety of things that can really, you know, protect our natural resources as a whole. And given that state, our state has so much of its land in private ownership, you know, it is really important, I think, that we balance that that side of the equation and make sure that we have all those tools available in our toolbox to do do the conservation work that, that we need to do here in Texas. So there are two pieces of legislation right now. I mean, that can always change. Uh, as to which bill ends up being, you know, a vehicle for something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, House Bill 3165 and House Joint Resolution 138. And yes. the, the bill would create the, the, uh, the program mm-hmm. and the joint resolution is, you know, uh, where the legislature Funding puts mechanism. the vote for mm-hmm. the voters of Texas right. and they decide whether they want to do this or not. So, right. so why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what is kind of, you know, in the bill and in the joint resolution? Sure. So, yeah, House Bill 3165 um, and HGR 138 are both filed by State Representative Justin Holland out of Rockwall, Texas. Um, So he's our authors on those bills. Um, They would essentially establish the Texas Land and Water Conservation Fund and um, lay out the priorities for the program to fund a variety of conservation projects that conserve, again, water resources, um, working agricultural um, lands and farming and ranch lands, also wildlife habitat. 
habitats, um, and also public access projects like parks. Um, so it sets up a governing board um, for the fund that's led by the General Land Office um, and also includes a five-member governing board to oversee that, um, made up of members of the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, Texas State Soil and Water Conservation Board, and the Water Development Board. So those uh, agencies, along with GLO, would work to provide sort of the, the guidance on the program. So the bill also provides um, eligibility guidelines and talks about all of the different um, projects that, that could be conceivably funded through this fund. So how much are, are y'all targeting for this? Yeah, so, and that brings me to HJR 138, which is the joint resolution, um, which right now would set up a constitutional amendment election potentially to fund this. Um, we are seeking a $2 billion set aside from the Rainy Day Fund and in order to see this fund. And then basically the, the idea is that off of the interest on that amount, this fund would be able to generate um, annual funding to do projects um, into the future. So depending on the rate of return, anywhere from 60 to 120 million or so a year to do um, any number of conservation projects. And the fund is really um, a great structure. We did a feasibility study with the Trust for Public Land um, over the summer to look at how these funds are set up across the country and what mechanisms tend to work the best, what gets the best results, what 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 types of governance structure work the best um, for the long term. And this sort of um, multi-agency oversight board um, was definitely the recommended um, best practice. And so that's that's why the bill heads in that direction. Uh, but the $2 billion set aside, again, we're using the interest off that to do projects into perpetuity. Um, and really, that provides us with a, a long-term ability to, you know, to plan and to make plans and to talk to landowners about these opportunities. Um, because without that long-term funding, it's really hard to talk to a landowner about, about conserving their land because it's, there's so much uncertainty. So what we're seeking it for is a, a fund that can provide us with um, those types of tools that can really allow us better outreach for landowners with landowners. So today uh, there was a hearing in the uh, Texas House Natural Resources Committee, and uh, I suppose uh, testimony was taken uh, from supporters and, and maybe people who are against the bill. Uh, you want to tell us what happened uh, in the committee hearing? Yeah, we had a great uh, hearing in the committee, Natural Resource Committee, this morning. Um, we had presenters from the Texas Agricultural Land Trust, the Nature Conservancy of Texas, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, as well as the Trust for Public Land. Um, we have over 55 different organizations that are members of our Texas Land and Water Conservation Coalition, um, and many of those registered um, their support for our bill today for the the bill. Um, there's very little opposition um, towards the bill. It seems to be something that is very bipartisanly supported and um, an idea that, you know, certainly when we've been talking to offices in the legislature, everyone seems to understand and understand the need for that, especially in Texas, given our, you know, the growth that we've had and coming out on the other side of, of the COVID-19 pandemic, how all of, everyone sort of got outside and started utilizing our parks and open spaces more and and seeing the value in those spaces right. and seeing how um, you know frankly crowded they can get at this point and and with our growing population we just we just need more of those spaces and we need more of these lands protected so and so uh, the reception from the committee was positive then 
Yes, it's good. Yeah, they didn't vote on it today. They will probably vote on it um, at the next meeting. So, but we um, are very optimistic that it will have a positive uh, outcome. So, and the next meeting is going to be next Tuesday because uh, the House Natural Resources Committee meets at 8 a.m. every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be looking for the agenda to come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Uh, for that. Um, and uh, anything else you want to tell us about the fund or your efforts to, to, to shepherd the fund through the legislature? I mean, you know, we're just trying to build as many um, advocates and um, as many right now we're looking for co-sponsors on the bill. So we're um, doing outreach to um, to folks on that and excited to get as many supporters as want to sign on to it um, on the bill. We feel like it's a like I said, it's, it's something that um, we think we have pretty strong support for. And we're looking forward to kind of getting all those folks signed up. Um, we also did polling on this issue Um not among the legislature, but among the the Texans um, public. And we're asking, you know, just sort of early on trying to figure out, you know, whether or not this idea had legs, um, asking folks um, across the state if they believe that the state of Texas should be investing in this type of land and water conservation fund. And our polling came back super strong um, with basically... um, 79% of folks saying that Texas needed to make this type of investment. And then when we posed the actual question of whether they would, you know, support a constitutional amendment to dedicate funding towards this, um, we had over 83% support. Um, So that's, you know, across the state, um, urban and rural, you know, really good demographic of of people in Texas, likely voters and and folks who are, who are, um, Engaged, so we're, we're we're really excited about those numbers. Those are very very good polling numbers, and um, again, I think it just speaks to um, the bipartisan nature of sort of this this issue and land conservation in general being very well well supported on on uh, across the spectrum of folks in the state. So we've got less than two months to go in the session. What can uh, someone who's listening to this? who wants to help out, wants to, to um, try to, to make sure their representative or their senator supports this legislation, what can they do? Well, they can certainly um, track the, the bill on the uh, Texas Legislature online site. Or, um, or through uh, Ledge Plus Water. Or through yeah, Ledge Plus yeah, Water. Texas Water. Um, yep, yeah. you sign up for those alerts, and then you'll know as the bill is moving. Um, they can certainly sign up for um, our website, our, um, I'm sorry, email newsletter at the Texas Land Trust Council.org. Um, and, you know, again, just plug into any one of our member land trust organizations that do land and water conservation work across the state. Um, and yeah, I mean, it should be moving forward and we'll, we'll hopefully get it um, on the house floor um, in a couple of weeks and, and see where it goes from there over to the Senate and, um, and, and beyond. Great. Great. Well, I, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Me too. And I'm hoping that sometime maybe this summer we can talk about an upcoming election and I guess it would be in November. It would be, uh, yeah. To uh, mm-hmm. to get the whole state to say yes, we we need to do this. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where if we can get get it through, get the legislature to to agree, we think we have pretty broad public support, and would be we'd be excited to go to that next uh, level. But right now, we're focused on uh, hopefully convincing the legislature that this is a, a good idea and a good investment of our state's resources. Great. 
Great. Well, Lori, thanks for coming and talking about uh, the Texas Land and Water Conservation Fund. And uh, again, the uh, the numbers are House Bill 3165 and House Joint Resolution 138. And uh, if you want to get involved, you know, you might call or write your uh, House member or Senate member and let them know that you think this is a great idea for the state. So, um, well, that's it. Thank you for being on Talkless Water to talk about this really key piece of legislation. It's a historic effort. We're really excited about it, and I appreciate you having me on. Oh, well, it's always great to get together with you. So that is Talk Plus Water, and uh, I thank Lori Olson, the Executive Director of the Texas Land Trust Council, uh, coming on and discussing the Texas Land and Water Conservation Fund. Uh, my name is Todd Butler. I'm your host. I uh, want to also thank... Uh, Anna Huff for getting each one of our issues ready to flow and I'm probably going to have to change that it's getting, I don't know, it's a little little goofy Um, my name is Todd Butler that's right, yeah it took you a second Uh, let's talk water again soon